Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More Podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Liza, Adam, and our special guest, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hi. How's everybody? Good. So you may remember Kelly. We've had her on the show a couple of times. She's an artist, and she's currently a graduate student at Savannah College of Art and Design. You're almost done, right? So close. So very close. But in another lifetime, Kelly was actually a cast member at Walt Disney World. And today we thought we would talk a little bit about what that was like and what her job was like and her experiences doing that. So, Kelly, tell us a little bit about your job. You were a researcher. When people walk into the park and they see someone in a costume, obviously, not just a strange person, somebody (laughs) holding an iPad and they ask you a question, that's what you were doing, right? Yes, that is, that's right. I was research specialist one for Walt Disney World Research. You have like your little speech that you memorize. Hi, my name is Kelly. I'm with Walt Disney World Research. Do you mind if I ask you a few questions? And how um, that happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like I've heard that a few times. Yeah, I feel like I've said it like a billion and it was many years ago. Aww. Um, well, yeah, a decade. I, a decade ago, yeah. which is not that long ago, if you ask me. That's right. An I old know. person at this point. <laughs> um, getting older every day. Okay. It's true. Tell us where you worked, first of all, like in, on property. So, so my home, uh, my home park was Magic Kingdom. Although, depending on like what the overall company needs were, I could be sent anywhere. I could be at Epcot one day. I could be at Animal Kingdom the next. I could be at one of the resorts. It really just depended on actually – um, I'll come back to the resorts in a second, but um, it really just depended on what the needs were. Okay. So, yeah. So Walt Disney as a company, Walt Disney World would would contract with Walt Disney World Research, which is still a Walt Disney owned company, um, and be like, okay, we need these like this data from these many guests. And then the number of people would would divvy it up per research specialist. Now, did you have a quota per day as far as how many people you had to talk to? Yeah, and I'm I'm sure it's changed over the years. So, like, it, this might not be the same as it is now. But when I was doing it, it was definitely like you had a certain amount of you know X surveys that you needed to do in a certain amount, like in a certain window so that you couldn't just like randomly decide, okay, I'm going to switch over to this whenever I feel like it was like, Mm. we need these at a certain time and we need these at a certain time so that you were actually getting real data, you know? And for us, it's black and white. It's not like we knew what they were doing with this information. Um, And a lot of times, you know, the, even today they'll ask, you know, do you, you mind if we send you an email which I think um, Adam and I have actually talked about like off off air, like, you know, they, they will ask you for your email. That's not so they can like sell your information to anybody else. They literally just want to ask you follow-up questions. Okay. Especially and, if you're in a hurry. <laughs> right. Because I'm, I'm always in a hurry because they catch you at the worst possible time. You're, you know, walking with kids or it's super hot. But I always try to stop because I know you and I knew you did that job. So I kind of, you know, I feel kind of not obligated, but out of courteousness, I want to, I want to stop. 
sometimes I would be interested because I wanted to know what they were asking me and yeah. it would make me want to decipher, well, what could this mean for the future? <laughs> or what are they trying to find out? Are they going to change something if I say something different? Not that, like everything hinges on my answer. Well, well, and they do say, like, I'll listen to um, Disney Dish, of course, with Len Testa, and he'll say, you know, these are the new questions that Disney's mm-hmm. asking. So it could mean blank. I do the same thing, Liza. I'll think, you know, what ooh, what's, what exciting thing are they thinking about doing now? Mm. So uh, I don't think I've ever been in, uh, asked a question that kind of came to fruition, you know, where I was like, <laughs> oh, I was asked that three years ago, you know, so. <laughs> exactly. And I said this and now it's this. Yeah. It happened. They knew. Because of me. Because of me. And of me. other people. So, okay. So. And usually your shift is, is it an eight hour shift? Um, it really depended on the day. Um, for instance, like if I worked on, sometimes it would be longer just depending on the day. Um, sometimes it'd be much shorter and that's, that sounds weird, but like sometimes they didn't need as many people if it, I don't know if you guys remember, but there used to be slow times at Disney. Yeah, I do remember um, those. <laughs> barely. I've heard rumors of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It just so, yeah, I, I, I think probably now, um, it's more than likely just like straight up eight hour shifts. Right. Um, but at that point in time, it was, it could be much longer. It could be shorter. I mean, they still like kept within the, the guidelines for what they could legally work you. It's not like they're yeah. working us to the bone or anything. It was really fun. Um, it's, it's like the only role where you actually get to be nosy and ask the guests something like that. They give you something. Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Obviously, if you're working at a, the front desk, you're not asking someone a personal question, but I guess you ask a bunch of them in that role. Oh yeah. I, I got to, I got to really be nosy and it, and it was, you know, non-judgmental nosiness. Right. Not like asking you your personal details and then go sharing them with everybody because I, I have a pretty good goldfish brain if I need to mm-hmm. um, or I just kind of as soon as that person walked away completely forgot everything right. they told me. Oh I'm sure oh, you did. Oh is that how goldfish are? That's sad. <laughs> I didn't know that. They like they have like one minute of memory I think and the rest is instinct. Yeah. Pretty much. That sounds like me right now. <laughs> I know right? <laughs> it's really funny too because usually um, I have a very, very good memory, but when I need to turn it off, cause I just, that's information that's not pertinent to the rest of my life. I right. just like, we'll shut it down. Um, so if I ever forget something, I just told you why I forget, I forget stuff. I, apologize. Uh, I think Adam and Liza had some questions. Do you guys want to ask any questions? Sure. All righty. Yay. Yay. Questions. All right. Go ahead, Liza. Okay. So did you mention that you worked in all of the parks? Yeah, I was in all four parks. I didn't do any of the um, any of the water parks, but I did all four parks. And at that time, it was downtown Disney. And downtown Disney. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what was your favorite park? Oh, man. Magic is really hard to beat just because you can tuck backstage really quickly. And it's easy to get around backstage because of the utilidors. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Magic Kingdom, where would be your favorite place to stand and do the surveying? I really enjoyed the front of the park. Oh, okay. Like um, Main Street area? 
Yeah, it was a lot of fun because you got to like, apart from just the role being fun in general, you really got to um, like see people experiencing oh, that yeah. part of the park for the very first time. That. That's that's so, true. Yeah, so many like happy cry moments, so many engagements, so many firsts. You know, it it was it was so great. I bet that would be great because I, I love I, Main Street. It's one of my favorite spots in Magic Kingdom. I would yeah. imagine just the energy every day kind of keeps you going, even though it's hot or, you know, people are kind <laughs> of in a hurry or maybe some are grumpy. You know, that would kind of be good because you do get to see all this amazing stuff that happens. You know, everybody has moments and like humans, human beings in general have moments where they're just not feeling certain things. They're like, I don't want to be here. But I, um, I really just enjoyed being that job was so much fun that role sees me that role was so much fun so adam do you have any questions okay yeah so you said you worked in magic kingdoms you got to go into utilidors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay uh, oh so yeah <laughs> when you're down there can you smell the waffle vanilla smell from main street the turkey lake smell do you hear the um the the music from each of the lands like when you're down there or is it like completely you don't even know you're in you know magic kingdom when you're down there oh okay so i have two answers i have the preserve the magic answer and then i have the um harsh reality answer i don't know which which Give of you us guys both okay and then we'll do the do the preserve the magic and then people can turn it off and wait 30 seconds and then listen to the show again okay Okay, so the Preserve the Magic answer is, um, it is it is heavenly down there, and you get to see <laughs> the characters walking around, um, and everyone really, really enjoys the, the experience that they're about to help the guests uh, with their magical day in the park. Okay, now what's the not magical answer? Um... I guess I guess it's not like so harsh, but the not magical answer is uh, if you stand in certain areas of the utility doors, um, you can get the garbage juice dripped on you. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I bet. I bet. How, how is that even possible? Because they put the because, garbage on the hole, right? Yeah, and and it's in, it's like a vacuum chute, so it's like tubes that go around the. Uh, on a certain part of the utility corridors where there's like the vacuum tube. Um, and so if you're standing under that, when the tube is active, like it can drip on you. Cause think okay. about it, Chris, you never see trash bags out of the trash cans. Do you? Maybe not in the mat. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 what am I missing here? Okay. Right. You're telling me that the garbage doesn't, that there's the garbage cans empty out the bottom. No, I've seen people take trash out in the magic kingdom. They do, but they quickly get backstage and then there's like a compactor thing. Okay. They got these like vacuum tubes and they're like, yeah, well that way they, that's because they don't want to have like these big trash bins behind everywhere. Right. Just swapping the smell. That smell is 
I lost I lost it there for a second. I thought that that Liza was saying they're sucking <laughs> from the original. No, no, but I mean, like, but but honestly, though, bad. let's just think about that. That would be cool. because then you know, like a baby could crawl in there, and that would be <laughs> a like disaster. a gloop. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I've, I've been quarantined way too long. I know. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I dropped my Mickey bar. Let me go get it. Oh, oh my gosh! So, what? Here's here's something I was wondering. What what? Everybody knows that like cast members can make some magic for guests. Maybe it's something little like a pin. Maybe it's an ice cream when their ice cream drops. Um, what? Did they give you the ability to do that? And did you ever make magic for a guest? Oh man. Um, they did like, and, and we were, we were kind of told not to go too far. This sounds so weird, but when you think about the fact that we're supposed to be collecting unbiased data, um, we were told specifically not to go like too far out of the way to do some like crazy magic to basically give that magic to another cast member because, If someone associates, you know, a research specialist with making magic, um, the answers are going to be skewed. Yeah, um, that's a good point. But um, I did have a chance to do something really magical. It's a super long and involved story, but I can tell you the the quick version. Okay. You want the quick version? We're um, quarantined. You could tell us the three-week <laughs> version. We don't mind. So there is a little guy. Um, and I was standing by city hall. Um, and I, I basically was, was pretty much done with all of my surveys. I just, you know, I still had to be there because I still had the hours. I just happened to get all my stuff done. Um, so I was like passing out, you know, times guides and maps and stuff and just kind of answering questions. If, if guests needed questions answered, right. Like directing people, Oh, you know, Oh, happy birthday. You know, we have buttons in here and stuff like that. And this little guy just comes up and like kind of grabs my hand and I'm like, Oh, uh, Hey dude, what's up? And he was like, it's my first time time at Disney. And I'm like, Oh, cool. I like, look up and his family was standing there like mortified. Like they had no idea why he was telling me a stranger, all of his personal details. And I, at that point was still teaching. So to me, it was really no big deal because I was used to kids just like blanket sharing. That's what, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's you know, what they do. Kids, exactly. Kids overshare. Parents, if you don't think your kids overshare, I bet you know now. Now that they, you're stuck home with them all day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they are the overshare kings and queens. Bless them. But so this kid is telling me that um, he's really sad because he um, he didn't know that he could get the characters to sign his book. Um, he like, they just found out the night before that characters did the autographs. And so they got a book at, you know, I think it was mouse gear cause they'd gone to Epcot the night before. So, um, he's, he, you know, he's telling me he was really sad. I'm like, Oh dude, why are you so sad? And he said, well, it's been raining all day. So all the characters are scared of the thunder. So they had to stay inside. Hmm. Because they don't do character meet and greets outside if it's raining. Yeah. Okay. And at this point in time, um, Ma- uh, Magic Kingdom didn't have a lot of inside meet and greets. There was a lot of stuff like under construction, and he could have got. I think he could have gone over to, um, like the Fairy Tale Hall and gotten Sleeping Beauty and 
you know, Cinderella or something. I don't know. But like, it, you know, it wasn't like a prevalent thing. So he wasn't going to get Chip and Dale or Mickey or anything. And he was really bummed out about it. And I'm like, oh, man. So uh, I went to, I'm like, you know what, let me, do you mind if I take your autograph book? I'll promise you I'll bring it back. Do you mind if I take this? I'm going to see, um, I'm going to see if I know somebody because I might, I might know somebody. And, and if I do, this is awesome. And if not, I'll tell you the truth and I'll bring it back. And he said, okay. So I went up to, um, guest services and I was talking to one of the guests, um, guest relations people and I said you know hey there's this little kid outside he hasn't had any autographs this first time there's a, there was a whole nother backstory basically this this child um had been adopted the year before and the family celebrated his one year like as a member of their family by bringing him to Disney World so which to me is very very sweet um that he was just loving this trip so the um guest relations person was like, you cannot sign that. I'm like, well, I'm not trying to because if anyone out there thinks that just random people can sign Disney autographs, that's incorrect. That is highly inaccurate. And uh, people could actually, that's a like terminable offense to just randomly sign a character signature. uh, If you're not friends with that, that character, like you have to be friends with them to actually, have that pull. I don't, wow. You, you guys know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, no, that you makes can, perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah. Right. Well, and they have such a definite signature. So. Right. So I'm like, well, I'm not trying to. And and so the guy tells me, well, the, the parade, the Main Street electrical parade is still happening at this point, by the way. And so he, he tells me, well, you know, they some of the characters might be resting up for the show for the parade i'm like oh okay so i come back out of city hall and i talk to the family i'm like i think i know where i can find you know the characters that you want because he was wanting chip and dale like yeah he, he didn't care about anything else he just wanted chip and dale okay cool so i run backstage and i go into where they were and i was talking to the uh the character attendant who was outside and I explained the situation and she was like the gatekeeper to this building that the characters were chilling out in. So we go inside and, and this, this is going to sound really surreal. My husband is sitting in the room right now and he's heard this story about a billion times. So forgive me for taking so very long, but um, I, I walk in the character attendant goes over to Peter Pan Tells Peter Pan what's going on. Peter Pan goes full pan, stands up on the table, and like yells to everybody in the room, explains to them the situation, and they all come over and fill the entire book with signatures. Wow. And, <laughs> and the last page is the fairy godmother explaining like how loved this kid is. Oh. Like, I know. Oh, that's so and like, sweet. And like she knew that he was going to be here today and they wanted to make this really special for him and um, that his family had been waiting a long time for him to come be part of them, et cetera, and so forth. And 
I'm, I'm tearing up right now just talking about it. And it's been a decade. Aww. So I know it's just to, to this day is one of the sweetest things. It's like the most magical Disney thing, right? Cause they actually care. Yeah. Um, and, and it sounds really harsh right now because so many people, so many of my friends and, and people that I love and care about are out of work right now Yes, because, because of this craziness going on. Mm. But this is the type of magic you know, this is the type of magic that, that Disney. Yes. Brings into the world. Yeah. So I go back at it, by the way, this whole thing took like 30 something minutes because when I say they filled the book, you guys know how thick the autograph books are. Yes. And they completely filled it. It was oh, front to back. Full. That's amazing. So I, I get the autograph book. I thank them profusely. I told them like where we were all going to be standing um, at the, where this tree is in front of city hall and or kind of beside city hall. And, um, I told them that I would have my tablet and then I would shine my tablet so that they would know like where this family was at the parade. Because, uh. Yeah. So I, I run back out. The, the kid sees me starts yelling at the top of his lungs. I told you Miss Kelly wouldn't lie. I told you she was coming back. And like runs to me and like tack- little kid like knee tackles me. Um, I know. And so then I hand him the book. I'm like, okay, just so you know, um, there were quite a few friends who were really excited because they have been waiting so long to give you their autograph. So here you go. And so he's like flipping through and he keeps like looking at his parents. Like every time he's like, and shipping down, you know, signed it. Oh my gosh. And Ariel signed it. And Jafar, like, and just so many, so many characters. And then the very last thing he like reads it out loud to his mom. And like, there were people who weren't even in his family that were standing around crying. Like everybody was a, was a mess. And then the parade fires up. And the characters are like saying hi to him from the floats. Oh, it was so sweet. That's awesome. That had to make you feel so good. Well, it did. And it, and it like remains today, like one of the most magical things that has ever happened in my entire life. That's, that's amazing. I love that. I mean, I can't even think of a better story than that. It's fantastic. Um, and I think it's really special that it was his first trip and they were celebrating his adoption. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's really special. Okay. So what did you take from this experience? Because I know you went on to teach, you were a full-time teacher for like 10 years and then you decided what the heck I'm going to go. And by the way, all the time that you were a teacher, you know, we've known each other in real life and on Instagram or Facebook for like a very long time. I've always enjoyed your Instagram posts. You seem like the, like the fun teacher that kids loved. <laughs> I remember watching you interact with the kids and thinking, this is amazing. You know, like these kids really like her. And in fact, you were able to incorporate Disney into your classroom um, a lot. And sometimes Joe Rody also was a topic for you guys. Cause I know you're a big fan of his oh, and yeah. decided to go back to school and, I just, I can't tell you, I, I hope someday you're an Imagineer too. So we can say, oh, we had her on the show. That was, she doesn't <laughs> talk to us now, but, um, yeah. but what did you take, what did you take from this experience working for Disney? Cause I know everyone I talked to who's worked for Disney 
takes good things from it. They take good lessons. Well, there's, there's so many things that I used, um, in my job or my role as a, uh, I keep saying job because, you know, for, for everyone else in the world, what they do is a job. Um, and it's a role at Disney. So, um, the role that I had at in research, um, the ability to like kind of plan my day, like look at, look at what I needed to do and actually plan my day out actually helped me teach and has helped me in grad school where I know, okay, it's going to take me at least X amount of minutes to do this task. So I need to make sure that I double that so that I'm not falling behind on stuff that I actually have to do. Um, and you know, that sounds, it sounds weird and it sounds trite, but I've actually, I've tried to help, some of my classmates and even some of the people that I um, and am interning with now, I've tried to help them with their time management a little bit. And that like everybody who knew me before (laughs) teaching and everyone who's known me after teaching understands there's a difference between those two times because I actually had to figure out how to be an adult that knew how to manage my own schedule. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, one of the worst parts about being an adult <laughs> is it the is. adulting, right? Oh, I hate it. We've done this multiple times since we've all been quarantined and Disney has been closed. <laughs> Can you tell us what the first thing you want to do? Because I know you're in Orlando right now. Um, can you tell us what the first thing you want to do when the parks open up? Oh, man. I think um, Matt and I Matt's my husband. He and I just really kind of want to be a rope drop at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Um, mm. just, Is that your favorite just, park? Um, no, Epcot's my favorite park. Okay. Yes, All right. with a tight, Yeah, with a tight second of Animal Kingdom, just okay. because the goat. Just, when I say the goat, I'm talking about Joe. Um, oh, the greatest <laughs> of all time. I yeah. had to look that one up a few years ago. Okay, uh, so go ahead. But, you want to be at yeah. rope drop. I do just the, the energy that's there when the parks reopen, I think that that would be the most pertinent, you know, it just, it would be really impactful just for, because this is the longest the parks have ever been shut down. I remember nine 11 and I remember, you know, when the parks closed, it wasn't for several months. It was for what? A couple days a week. I didn't um, think it was even that long. Yeah, like it it wasn't it wasn't anything like this. So um and it's I know it's impacting not just the cast members. God bless them. And it's yeah. I can't even it it hurts my heart so bad because so many of my friends and and loved ones and you know cl- former classmates and colleagues and stuff still work for them. Um and everybody is is struggling right now. Oh yeah. And, and, you know, not, not to be a downer, it's just nobody wanted this and nobody really kind of foresaw anything like this ever happening. Yeah. Well, how could you? I mean, it's just we've gone along, you know, our lives for over like what, a hundred and something years without this happening. So it's right, like, right. yeah, how could you I, think? It was, it is, it's still shocking to me that it's going on. And I think, and you make a valid point with, you know, the people we know who are our cast members, we're all worried about them. We're worried about everybody. But I mean, Mm -hmm. these are people we rely on to, you know, provide us with a lot of happiness in our lives. And 
I, I feel terrible. I know I've, I've talked to Mandy a few times. Mandy seems to be hanging in there. You know, mm-hmm. she has faith. The job's coming back and she will, she doesn't want to work for anyone else. She loves Disney, but it's tough. I, I agree with you. I would want to be at Rope Trap at the Magic Kingdom. So Yeah. <laughs> um, what's funny is we actually had a Disney cruise planned for yeah. um, oh. the first week in June. And then we had a trip to Alani plan for the second week in June. We're literally Alaska cruise on the plane, Alani. Um, and that sounds crazy, but then they canceled the Alaska cruise and that was a bummer. So now we, you know, we're sitting there like with bated breath, like fingers crossed, hoping. Yeah. We were on that same cruise because we decided to hijack your vacation. I know. I was so excited. <laughs> I was too. And it's funny because you were like, hey, do you want to share a table? Because we're used to kids. And I'm like, mm, we don't want to ruin your vacation. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I don't know if I told you, I'm still technically going on to the one in July, but I don't think that's going to happen. So we don't know. Yeah. We'll see how things go in the next few weeks. It looks like a lot of states are trying to open up and we'll see if that goes well. And if it does go well, maybe, we'll maybe see. we'll all be back in the park soon. Oh, I can't we were wait for May. I know we were scheduled for May of next year. If anybody wants to go on our cruise, we're going in I, May of next I year. See, I can't go on that one. Cause my kids will still be in school, but right before the parks closed, I think it was, what was it like March 11th? I was mm-hmm. walking in magic King. <laughs> no, it was Epcot. I was walking in Epcot with my daughter and um, I ran into you <laughs> for like hanging out with all these like, I don't know, they were like artists or something. And you were like, you were so funny. <laughs> I was like, hey. <laughs> so I, I love that when that happens. That was that was the trip I kept running into everybody I knew in Orlando. Oh, so nice. I, I like texted Adam. I'm like, I totally just saw Chris question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. And I said, uh, yeah, I think she's there. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sweaty and gross. Yeah. I had a, more questions for. Oh, uh, gosh. Go Kelly. right ahead, Adam. Um, I'm wondering your favorite, the best, whatever you want to call it. I know they have cast member like cafeterias backstage. And I think there's like even one in Utilidors. Mm hmm. Do we like them? Did you go frequent them or were they really not that great? I was in the Mouseketeria. Um, <laughs> that's what the one in the Utilidors is called. I was in the Mouseketeria, I, I want to say like at least twice a week. It was really good. Okay. Um, it's I've heard it's good. Same, yeah, it's the same quality of food as you get in the park and it's a little bit discounted for the cast members. I don't want to say it's like a ton discounted because it's not like. It's not super cheap. Right, but it's it's still good food, and so if you want a salad, you can get a salad. If you want like a burger, you can get that. If you want wings or, you know, Asian food or whatever. Did they um, have Dole Whips there? I don't remember Dole Whips. I don't yeah. want to say no though. Um, hmm. Well, I have a question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite cast member uniform? Oh, that's a good one. Because oh, I know man. it's not the one she was wearing, khakis. No, <laughs> those khakis are hideous. I'm sorry. 
Oh, with the big puppy pleats. I hate on, the front pleats. Yikes. There's nothing worse uh, than a front pleat. Why is there a front pleat on any pant, I pair know. of pants? For it doesn't anyone. make any sense. There's no. What are you putting in there? What are you, you know, putting in your sandwich? I don't know what gun. <laughs> There's no need. There's no need for that poofy pleat. A flat front is the way to go. I'm and you know if it's... a man has mm-hmm. a pleated khaki pants, <laughs> he has bad fashion sense. I'm just saying, sorry, Adam, if you have them, but you're way too young to no. have pleated pants. No, you cannot. Pleats are, have been out for 10, 15 years. Yes. No pleats. Yeah. But they still sell them, Adam. I don't, no, know, why, do. I don't know why. I don't know. Because they're they, the same reason they sell scrunchies, although scrunchies came back. Scrunchies so I are have back to in a big way, right? Okay, I have a 13-year-old daughter, and I have to tell you, they're out again. Just are so they cool. out again? Yes. If you ever want to find out what is in fashion and out of fashion, music, clothing, you have to ask a 13-year-old because they will tell you very quickly. Well, I don't mind a scrunchie. It's just the front pleat is going to constantly be bad there's never going to be a time yeah. when it's good yeah pleats are bad mm-hmm. um Take okay we got distracted so, what's your favorite costume <laughs> i'm in the themed entertainment design major at scad so um we have to look at a bunch of different stuff and we've actually um several of us have kind of looked at the different costumes at all the different parks not just disney properties either you know universal and Knott's Berry Farm okay. and all the, all the Merlin properties and stuff. But the um, the one that I like the best is Alani because it actually looks like something a human out in the world would wear. Ah. Oh. Okay. Like it doesn't it doesn't just look, you know, like they <laughs> they pulled the worst fabric in the world and decided to make the least complimentary uh, cut. It really looks like something humans would put on their bodies i like the haunted mansion costume oh okay now if you want to talk about the most fun it's got to be either haunted mansion or the tower of terror i mean not haunted mansion i'm in tower of terror that's what i meant to say sorry the tower of terror one that's what i was thinking in my head with the bell hop those mm -hmm. are my favorite ones because i feel like the theming i love the theming of that area that ride it's so much fun it's my favorite. i think i think the only costumes i really like are the plaids because at least those are tailored somewhat more flatteringly yeah. i mean yes you're wearing a plaid vest but you get to wear like you know i don't know they're cute and you get to hold a riding crop so if people get out of line you can go whack back in line you get to hold touching a things. riding crop the people who do the tours do some of them when they do the vip tours they have a riding crop Okay. Do you know why? I don't either. That's I, I don't know why. Are you serious? I, I would definitely have one if it was allowable. Like if they let me, I would be like, yes, I, that's I need that. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, wait, I'm not making this up. Are I'm you pretty sure? sure we went on a tour and somebody had a riding crop. Yeah, well, watch them not have one, but then your person did. <laughs> and then they were like, no. <laughs> well, okay, so we did that one of the rude. tours where you got to go down into the Utilidors, and the lady had a crop, which she probably needed because our group was pretty rowdy. I mean, what are they going to do so, with it? Just like, whoop, like whip it? Yeah. On something? I don't know. 
I'm just saying they have them. And I just Googled pictures and some of them have them. A That's lot of them have so their little writing crops. Because cause Walt was into horses. I probably am now making this stuff up. No, it's not. It's true. They had writing crops. I don't know if they still do. Um, but it would be very useful. Although if you're telling someone who paid $5,000 for their family of four to walk around the park for seven hours and you're like holding a writing crop, maybe that's bad juju. I don't know. It might make people uncomfortable. <laughs> Sit down. So, okay. Maybe I just <laughs> fantasize this in my brain. I don't oh my know. Gosh, but I just Chris, remember somebody having one. fantasy ever. Like, no, because I'm, if I'm, you Google pictures, they're holding them. Okay. That's so weird. <laughs> Yeah. I've seen them, and I've seen them hold um, umbrellas, which I thought was very fortuitous because you know Florida ever in the in the summer it's going to be raining every afternoon. Exactly, um, right? Like those those costumes are really really nice. I think they're crisp. I don't know how much fun they are to wear. I would wear uh, one day with knee socks. Oh. <laughs> really. I love plaid. I don't know why. It's like a problem for me. I have always loved plaid. I try not to over plaid during the winter. Do, am I remembering this correctly? Do the uh, Thunder Mountain Railroad, do they have like a plaid shirt with like a khaki overalls or something? Uh, or don't is, they have, no, they have like, it's got plaid? like a, um, it has like, uh, it this, like a white uh, Western shirt. Yeah, it's horrible, but it does have plaid in it. It's bad. To me, the worst costume is definitely the um, bellhop costumes at Saratoga. Yeah, I mean, I remember those because Mandy always wore them when she was there. And I was like, how ugly is this costume? And she'd be like, it's not so bad. Are the people (laughs) at the beach club, when you pull around in the circle drive, the one that wears the Donald Duck costumes? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, those are well, the, and they have the socks too. They got the socks. I love those costumes. Do you like the socks? Yeah, I like I like all the costumes. Those are great. <gasps> you guys don't like those? No. Yeah. <laughs> You're like no. I <laughs> I just like how I mean that did not, not that it shows about me, but I mean they they do these costumes just fit into whatever. It, it, you know, they're costumes. They're not wearing them out to dinner. We don't. Know. I just think. Well, I don't think they are. Maybe they are. I don't know. But it, I, I like how that's all different. And they, you know, they just set the scene for what it is you're doing. I know, like, you know, in the World Showcase, the German people don't wear Lederhosen anymore in real Germany. They only do it maybe for, like, Oktoberfest, fest, you know, festivities. No, no, but very Oh, if you go to a German festival, they all wear the costumes. It's very fun. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a real Dirndl, you know, the little... Like an authentic one from Germany. Yeah, I would wear it every day. Costumes. That I'd wear that too. It's, it, I think it's the it's the Disney difference. Is the it's the costumes. It's yeah. It, it just, well, I appreciate I the costumes. I'm just saying that that's the one that every time I see the guy in it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's bad. I feel bad. Yeah, for they're him. they're not great. The Grand Floridian ones aren't good either with the socks. Mm-hmm. It's just a sock. Mm-hmm. But the worst thing is the khaki. So. We can all agree on that. The khaki front pleat short with this uh, right above the knee, to the knee. Oh, Those are horrible. So bad. Like, I understand where you're coming from, and I do appreciate that they even wear them, even if they are not great sometimes. I still appreciate them. Yeah, like, I remember uh, recently, Victorian Alberts, I heard, switched from classic 
you know, those costumes that they had to just wearing the long suit and ties. Costume. Yeah. To just I could wear see that. Just business suit and ties. Like, and I'm like, well, because now it's like you're just in a, you know, Four Seasons mm. hotel. Do you know what, though? Dinner. I I don't think, I mean, you can't miss that you're in Victoria and Albert's when you're in that dining room, which is really actually very small by Disney standards. You're not, you're not going to miss it. But I, I think it actually makes it look a little better in my mind. I'm thinking about a nice suit. I, I think it looks better. Mm. Um, they, they, the, the, especially the woman's costume in Victorian Alberts is really corny looking, you know, it's like some Victorian long dress, which would be, you know, uncomfortable probably. So yeah. all, all these costumes look uncomfortable. Yeah. But, <laughs> but can you imagine you're serving, you're serving guests who, you know, expect a very, very high level of, you know, a high level experience. And instead you're having to maneuver a long skirt. It would be a pain. I think we, you haven't eaten there yet. Have you, we need to get you there. I haven't either. I haven't either. Okay. It needs to happen someday. I I can't even tell you how many times I've made a reservation for it and then not gone because I was too broke. I, (laughs) I mean, I canceled of course, but yeah, it is expensive. So, but I've gone a couple times and, um, it was a good experience. It really was. So, um, any more questions? Yeah, I had one for Kelly. Obviously. Okay. Um, did yeah, you an imaginary <laughs> friend guest? Did no, you uh, <laughs> did you ever go to Cast Connections, which is that that yeah. like cast member only? I think like outlet store. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty great. They also have food that you can buy. Which is great if you're needing to stock up on essentials, oh. like like rice and olive oil and like gallons of milk and a lot oh. of cheese or whatever. Okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> and now, is it true though? Is it is it like the the outlet type merch, or is it other things like things that they're just not using at rides anymore? Or maybe I'm thinking of something different. No, they have they have all of that. I don't um, I don't think this is um, any big secret that I'm like going to be threatened by never being hired by Disney again but um they they have uh they have all kinds of stuff so like if if a ride gets i guess the the cars get removed and they're going to put different cars on the track or something they may put them there um for people to buy it's not like it's not dirt cheap so you're not going to just like walk away with a with a dumbo car for like ten dollars or something you turn it into your living room couch i know that's what john stamos did (laughs) really yeah he's got one in his living room (laughs) Mm, nice because they did that disney recently had the sing-along thing and they cut the stamos singing it's a small world and in his house is they're sitting in a dumbo um uh, elephant. Oh, um, she must have. Yeah. His wife must have really. I wonder if she was a Disney fan before she met him, or she was like, "Okay, this is what I have to put up with." <laughs> you know what like I mean? Like, in. yeah, like for us, it'd be fine. But you know, you hear about these like really hardcore fans, like him or um, uh, the Gosling. No, what is that guy? Ryan Gosling is that his name? Yeah. Like he's yeah. a really hardcore fan, and you're wondering, do these women really like Disney? Or are they just like okay? I'll sit with you in the. You put it up. You put up with it for John Stamos. Uh, I would. Yes, I would. He's aged pretty well. Yeah, yeah, he's He's aged well. He's great. Yeah. Oh, Uncle Joey. Yeah. So, 
I think cast connections like they would have, or they probably still do, like signs that they replace, like you know, bathroom signs or like maybe even like attraction signs and such. Well, some of those signs, like like if you think like the Norway Pavilion, they that that bathroom, like the the men and women sign, the little people are dressed up as little Norwegian people. There was. Yeah, that would be cute. Not just that, but I mean, like, I remember years ago, someone telling me this story about how they bought the Disney sign for Disneyland. When they got rid of the big sign, they bought it. And then it was unable to be delivered. And they had all these issues and everything. And she lives in Orlando, actually, the person this happened to. But she's from Southern California. So she grew up going there. And she bought the sign. And then Disney ended up not being able to deliver the sign for some reason so they comped her wedding her oh, disney oh wedding gosh. yes interesting story i'm sure i have it somewhere in my messages um really really interesting okay i want to thank kelly for joining us as always it's a pleasure if you are traveling anytime soon please check us out at mainstreetandmoretravel.com we are still in business. We are still booking vacations and would greatly appreciate your business, especially right now. You can follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Thank you, Adam. And of course, we have a private group that you are more than welcome to join so we can talk about fun Disney topics. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Bye.